Right now, though, we're going to have a discussion about something that's been on the minds of many. It's something we've talked about on the show a lot. Inflation. It, it affects all of us. That's the thing about inflation. We all, in one way or another, see the inevitable outcome of it. But how much do we really know about it? There's a lot of people that have a lot of different um, fingers pointed at this, that, and the other thing as the reason we're in this inflationary period and what we need to do to fix it. But let's do an inflation 101, if you will, and just get a crash course in what we're talking about, why we got here, and what the situation is. And to do that with us, we have Trevor Toom, who is an associate professor at the Department of Economics the University of Calgary. Trevor, thanks for uh, spending some time with us this morning. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Great to be here. So inflation, I mean, it's something we all know about. We're, we're seeing levels haven't seen in like 30 years, close to 5% mm-hmm. in Canada. It's definitely a real thing right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what inflation basically is, is just an average of price changes across a little over a thousand items that stats can track every month. And so we, we are indeed seeing higher rates of inflation, not just overall, but also across a broader range of products than uh, we usually do. But the, the big driver, it turns out, comes down really just to gasoline and home prices. And absent that, we're pretty normal. Okay, so it's that simple because, I mean, uh, I, every time we talk about it, I have people that tell me it's because Justin Trudeau spent too much money on the pandemic. I have people that tell me it's the carbon tax. I have people that tell me it's supply chains. I mean, there's no list or shortage of reasons as to why we're in this spot. You say it's that simple, just two reasons? It's not saying that the other reasons are not contributing factors, but we do need to keep in mind that some things can contribute small amounts and other things can contribute large amounts. Let's take the carbon tax, for example. That increased last year by a little over two cents per liter. Uh, Not nothing for sure, but that's just a couple percent change in overall gasoline prices, adding just fractions of a point to the CPI, whereas gasoline prices increasing as much as they have, basically 35 cents a liter over the past year, is almost entirely due to global oil prices rising. So carbon tax is doing a little bit, but the big uh, big factor is just world oil prices, which Canada's federal government really has nothing to, to do with. And is that sort of a almost a a compound problem, Trevor, when you talk about gas prices, because sure, you know, I got gas this morning and I was, holy, it's way up. And so it costs me more money. Um, but it sort of, it affects almost everything in a, in a way, right? Because everything's transported and it involves gasoline. That's, that's absolutely right. It is one of these inputs into the production of almost everything. And if not gasoline, then other types of energy like natural gas, which are used to heat a lot of space, not just our homes, but also a commercial space, factory floors, manufacturing, and so on. So energy matters a lot for CPI, but it is driven, the ups and downs are largely driven by these world developments. Uh, oil prices being what they are has made energy more expensive, and that's a huge component of the current high rate of inflation. The most important driver of any item that we track is is right there, just gasoline. And when you add in other energy, it's 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 kind of crystal clear that yeah. the reason we have this nearly five percent rate is really that, and then plus home prices. Yeah, and the other component is home prices. How do I mean? How I mean, we, we all don't buy homes? I guess it's just sort of an average across the country, right? It's sort of this is what's happening on an average. Exactly. These are national average numbers. That's pretty relevant here for Alberta, because at least in Calgary and, and in Edmonton as well, home prices have been pretty flat for 
for some time now, whereas in Vancouver and Toronto, they are just skyrocketing, yeah. uh, pulling that national average way up. And that matters for inflation, not because homes are expensive to buy, uh, but what StatsCan does is they try to guess at how much of our homes are wearing out. That's the cost, the, the depreciation cost that they try and measure. And they just mechanically say, oh, 1.5% of home values uh, depreciate each year. So when home prices rise as much as they have, that depreciation component drives a lot of CPI, even though it's not something that anyone actually buys. It's like this imputed, imaginary, non-cash item in the CPI. And this is the first time we've ever seen it, as important as it is. Yeah, and it has huge influence, at least this time, hey? That's right. Almost a full percentage point contributing to that 4.8% overall inflation rate. So home prices through depreciation plus gasoline and energy, that's basically the whole ballgame for why inflation is above normal. Really? So if you take those two components out of this basket of, like you say, more than a thousand different things that we track, we're not seeing that much of an increase? That's right. We're on the higher end of the Bank of Canada's target range, so we'd get about 2.8 if we subtract the depreciation plus the energy. Uh, And so that's above our target of 2%, but it's within that target range. That's not to say that we shouldn't nudge things or think about policy gradually, but it's not the kind of uh, really unprecedented inflation situation that I think many are are interpreting it to be. So... When we hear about inflation, and I know a lot of people out there are worried about inflation and they're worried about the cost of living, or maybe mm-hmm. maybe they're not being as affected as badly. I mean, if it, it's not a situation where inflation isn't going to impact my household or your household as much as we're being told? No, no I, I wouldn't conclude that. I'd say that there's, there's people in different circumstances. Some uh, drive uh, a, a lot. You know, maybe yeah, they live... Yeah further out of the downtown core, some take public transit. So depending on what you buy as an individual, you're exposed in different ways. So a household that does purchase a lot of gasoline, and I'm thinking of maybe rural areas in particular, they are absolutely hit by high gasoline prices. So I don't want to take away from anyone who is expressing a personal um, concern about affordability. That's, That's very real. But I don't think that's captured by that headline number of inflation that many are pointing to. So I think the conversation needs to be a little more nuanced, where uh, we point to specific items where there might be concern and then ask what policymakers can do. So I think people who live in Vancouver and Toronto, yeah, I think they ought to be um, asking municipal governments primarily to think about whether housing supply can be increased, increased density, for example. But that's not the same kind of concern that we hear in Calgary or Amazon yeah, they're, they're different situations. And I guess, is there a way that you can assess that? You know, wh- well, where's the inflationary pressure on me? It, it, there is, actually. And this is really interesting. I think, to StatsCan's credit, they've put out a web page. And if you just go onto Google and search Personal Inflation Calculator Canada, then this will be the number one hit. And you kind of type in what your monthly spending is, and it'll tell you what your household's personal inflation rate is. Mine, personally, it looks like it's a little higher than average, 5.1%. And so everybody's different. There's a huge range. And so I think 
getting to know how inflation is calculated and what it means for you individually, that calculator is quite helpful. Yeah, that's interesting. Hey, a good question from a listener here, um, Trevor, and I, I don't know if you have the answer, but we're talking about Canada's inflationary rate, but we know in the U.S. it's even higher than here. And, and in other countries, I mean, I think we're actually a little bit below G20 and G, G7 rates right now. So um, right. are they are they seeing the same situation that we are? Yeah, same contributing absolutely. factors? Absolutely. So the United States is actually at 7% inflation. And if you look across developed economies as a whole, uh, what are called the OECD countries, the average is 6%. So uh, so Canada's pretty, um, pretty high, but a little bit below average relative to those countries. And these countries are all seeing the same pressures that Canada's seeing. So oil prices being high, doesn't matter what country uh, you are, that's going to factor into energy prices. And that's a big driver in, in the United States and other developed economies. And home prices, they're rising across the developed world. So again, Canada is not unique there. And so inflation being elevated, uh, we're seeing it everywhere and we're seeing the same driver. Um, uh, just if I can, when does this end? What, what ends? I mean, I know the bank, uh, central banks are talking about increasing rates. I mean, that's the typical lever that they pull. What do you think? Well, I think we saw the Bank of Canada this morning decide to maintain uh, their their policy rate. They are projecting inflation to get back to normal by the end of this year. And I would concur because it's hard to see how home prices rise another 25% or so this year. And so I think what we've seen over the last little while, uh, I mean, I could be wrong, but it'd be really hard to see that, that pace of increase continue. And then gasoline prices, markets aren't expecting oil prices to continue to rise. And so that contributing factor is going to dissipate. And once those two items go away, then we right, get, get right back uh, to that uh, normal range, still the upper end of the normal range, but normal nonetheless. Interesting. Okay. Great stuff. Thanks so much, Trevor. Really appreciate your time. You bet. My pleasure. Thanks for joining us, sir. That is Trevor Toom, 